It's the Detroiter covering sports in the Motor City and the Mid-States, presented by the Second String. All of your vintage sports wear and apparel needs. Seriously, though, check it out. Fucking fire. Um, and I'm Nick Bradley, your host. How we doing? How we doing? How we doing? Hope everybody's, I don't know, your week's going well. You're in a good mood today. Things are things are good. Life's looking up. Let's talk some Detroit sports. Let us talk some Detroit sports. We already had the episode come out on Tuesday. Kind of dove into the MSU game, dove into the Michigan game. Um, t- regrettably, dove into the Lions game. Talked about what what, re- what can't even fucking talk. Talked about what went wrong in that. That's a tough phrase to say. What went wrong? That's that three W's. I know the last one's kind of an R, but what went wrong? That's tough. Anyways. We recapped all that on the last episode. We sprinkled in a little bit of Tigers looking at the offseason. Um, Alavila and A.J. Hinch dropping some quotes, people. If you're a baseball fan, you like the Tigs. We're getting some quotes that, that'll that make the hair on your arm stand up. A little bit of Alavila saying, I think, what was the exact? It was, that's a necessity when asked about getting a, st- or a veteran pitcher, a veteran starter. That's going to be a necessity. Is what Alavi. So we will be getting a veteran pitcher. Um, that's strange. Justin Verlander's on the market. He's a veteran. He's a starter. He said he would like to play in Detroit again. Huh? Huh? That'd be that'd be kind of crazy. They bring back Verlander. They're talking about Correa. They're getting asked about these shortstops. They said, "Hey, we're going to be in the market, and we won't." Another quote that got my fucking rocks off. Uh, and it's a quote that you wouldn't expect. That's the thing. Like. You expect them to be an- or ask these questions about: Are you going to spend in the off season? Are we going to get some big names? Is it time that the Tigers become competitive again? You know they're going to get asked these questions, but like maybe AJ Hinch, I expect him to give more that. Yeah, we're going to do whatever we can to like be competitive. I think he's kind of more straight arrow. Like fuck it, I want to win. We're going to try to win. The Tigers should be a- an organization that wins. I think he's more of a straight answer guy. But when Al- Alavila gets asked these questions, that's when I expect more of the like fucking veiled, stupid, yeah, you know, we're going to see what's out there and um, whatever we think is right, where he just w- refuses to commit. Alavila, a starting pitcher is going to be a necessity. And then when he asked about the shortstops, he said, hey, we're not going to be, a- we're not going to be afraid. Another quote, we're not going to be afraid to spend big money. Are you fucking kidding me? If I would have, if you would have guessed or asked me to guess what Alavila's response is to to being asked about shelling out big cash for big name guys, I would have never ever guessed his immediate response is we're not gonna be we're not afraid to fucking cash out. I would never have guessed that. And you know what I love too? I don't think unless Alavila's the dumbest guy on earth, unless that's the case. And I know people have their grievances with him and he's, you know, he's done some things where it's not so great, but I don't think he's that dumb where without an okay from Chris Illich, he answers that question with that response. He, I don't think without Chris Illich kind of saying, Hey Al, like let's fucking go. I don't think Al Avila's talking to reporters saying, yeah, we're not going to be afraid to spend big money. I don't think unless Chris Illich has already sat down with Avila and AJ Hinch and give, given them the, 
you know what, guys? The last five, six years, I haven't spent a dime. I haven't spent a dime. The biggest contract I've offered is Jonathan Scope getting like eight mil a year or nine mil, whatever it is. Let's fucking go. I'm ready. I don't I hate having all this money. It sounds like that's the conversation that has already happened. It sounds like Chris Illich sat down and said, I'm fucking tired of losing. If I gotta pay someone 30 million a year, if that's what you guys think is necessary to start winning again, then you know what? Let's pay a couple guys 30 million a year. It seems like it seems like that's a conversation that has been had. Otherwise, I can't understand why Avila would kind of commit to like when you say we're not afraid to spend big money. It th- to me, what I hear is we're at least going to offer big money. Maybe Correa decides he'd like to stay in Houston or go here or there, wherever. Maybe Trevor Story, yeah, maybe he doesn't want to come. And maybe all these shortstops, all these big name guys, maybe none of them want to come to Detroit for whatever reason. What that says to me, though, is we're at least, we are at least about to try. We are at least going to say, hey, Carlos, I know you, you're, you've played your whole career in Houston. They love you there. Your family's there, all that shit. But um, if you want to come to Detroit, if you'd like to reunite with AJ, if you'd like to escape the whole Houston cheating thing and kind of start fresh and try to win with another young core in a, in a beautiful baseball town, we're going to give you $30 million a year if that's your thing. If you like pissing money, then maybe come to Detroit. We're at least like, hey, if you want to stay in Houston because your kid's in fucking school or whatever reason, all right. But at least if you, I just need you to know, $30 million and a place at the top of the Hudson Tower upon its completion is waiting for you in Detroit. That, that's what that quote means to me, is it's time. Chris Illich has given the green light to Avila that, yes, if Correa wants some fucking cash, I will give him more than he wants. I will give him more than he expects. If Verlander wants some cash, let's bring him back, dude. I'll write a check. I'll write a check. That's what it sounds like. I'm very excited. You know, it's a shame that the season just ended for the Tigers. Um, and I'm getting excited again. I'm seeing all these quotes about spending big in the off season and trying to be competitive next year. And it's like, well, fuck now I got to wait till what March or April again. Like that sucks. Uh, the other than that, that little streak that Tigers went on to start off the second half this past season, we're back to, this is the most exciting news we've had from the Tigers and it's the end of the season. And I got to wait six months to see what happens. So that kind of sucks. But it is nice to know that it it seems like the Tigers are kind of on the same page with the fans where they're like, fuck it, let's ride, baby. We only got one shot at this. Let's ride. And I love it. That's the least you could ask for. Um, we did sprinkle a bit of, of the Red Wings. I don't want to do a ton of the Red Wings or the Pistons today because uh, the Red Wings home opener. So this is coming out Thursday the 7th. The Red Wings open their season a week from today. So next week, uh, probably the Thursday episode, we'll do a deep dive on the wings. Hopefully by that point, we know the opening night roster. I mean, I, I've talked enough. I've done the TikToks. If you're following me on social media, Lucas Raymond, for me right now, the main storyline is Lucas Raymond. He should be playing with the Red Wings. From the highlights I've seen from the three games he's played in, he has six points. And from what I've seen, he's like the best player on the team. I think him and Larkin, it's like clearly they're the two best. I don't know. I, I know he's 18 and whatever hasn't played in North America. I don't know, though. When when he looks like the best player on the team, I mean, 
you play the best players. Like it, it feels like this is what it's going to come down to is are you going to play the best players? Are you going to try to win as many games as soon as possible? Or are you going to keep Raymond and Grand Rapids and say, yeah, we just want him to develop, build his confidence, but he, he, he doesn't need to. So if you send Raymond down, if you keep him off the Red Wings, to me that says let's just kind of be not great one more year, right? Let's just not be great. And I said this when they uh, they acquired Nick Letty. That's great. Like I like getting more players. I'm a firm believer and I prefer winning to losing. Like I get the whole tanking thing, but it sucks losing. Winning's fun. I said this when they got Letty. Like that's great. That's awesome. That's awesome that you got a good player. You got someone to bring uh, Mo Sider in, someone that's kind of a smooth skater and has some offensive flair. I mean, he's not fucking Kale McCarr, right? But he's he's bringing more to the table than we've seen in Detroit for a while. I said this. Now you're not going to be that bad. Like if you keep Mo Sider's coming up, you bring in Letty. Valeno hopefully stays with the wings all year. Hopefully Zadina Larkin progress. Like you're not going to be that bad. We had, what, the sixth pick this past year? We only got better. Like you, the Red Wings, I don't, if you want Shane Wright, you want to take a shot, you're not going to be bad enough now. You bring in Letty. I already, even if Raymond isn't on the club, I already don't think they'll be bad enough to get a top two pick. So it, the only thing, A, not that even more so, I'm like, why wouldn't you just play Raymond then? He's clearly belongs. Why wouldn't you? You've already made the moves where it's like, you're probably not going to get a top pick anyway. Why wouldn't you? But if they don't bring him up when it's very apparent he belongs, that to me just says, hey, we're, we're listen, we don't need him yet. We don't need him to play with the Red Wings like a, a year in Grand Rapids. You know, that's not a huge deal. He's not even fucking 19. And we don't necessarily need to be better. You, we don't necessarily need a guy that might score 30 goals on the team. We still do want Shane, right? Like even if we have Raymond up, we're still probably not going to make playoffs. We do want some more draft pick. Like that's what it says to me. If Raymond's not on the club, it's not a, yeah, he just didn't have what it takes or he's not physical enough or strong enough, or we wanted to build up count. None of that. None of like actual real hockey things. None of things that should actually determine and matter on whether or not he makes the club. If he doesn't, it's just we want to be bad. We want to do everything in our power to get a, a higher pick. That's all it is now. Um, I fucking hate that that is the paradigm. Like I hate that the reason he may not make the club is because we just want to be worse. That fucking sucks. I'd rather have it be Raymond's not ready, but clearly he is. I don't know. Um, next week, though. We'll dive into the wings, talk about the roster, talk about the season. Just get into it. Do a good 20, 30 minutes. I've only done, I mean, before la- or uh, Tuesday's episode, I hadn't talked about the Red Wings in months. It feels like same for the Tigers. So sprinkled a little bit of that, and I guess we sprinkled some more in today. But today, all we're going to do, look forward. Michigan State's got Rutgers this week, another big game. Michigan has Nebraska on the road at night. Another big game. I mean, it's going to be a crazy atmosphere. ABC, Nebraska's rolling a bit. I mean, they lost to Michigan State, obviously, in that tight one. They probably should have won, to be honest with you. Um, Oklahoma, they kept close. Really, since Illinois, you look at Nebraska, you look at their games, their resume. They, I mean, they're not bad. They're, they're like pretty fucking good. That defense, their front four is solid. 
right? That was causing Michigan State all kinds of problems. And Adrian Martinez, that dual threat quarterback, that's tough for any team to stop. Like that was the thing. When State played Miami, it was like, all right, like here we fucking go. The defense has been good up to this point. We haven't played a quarterback that can run like King. Like now fucking let's find out what we're about. These dual threat quarterbacks that can just make plays when things break down or you can start to draw plays up for them to make with their legs, that's tough to stop. That It's like an extra player that 60% of the games, your defense doesn't really need to worry about. I mean, you even look at Michigan State, Peyton Thorne, he's pretty athletic, pretty quick guy. When he does run it, when he does get into the open field, it's like, whoa, this kid's kind of flying. This kid, why don't we run it with him more? But if you game plan for Michigan State, if you're a defense that's going up against Michigan State, I don't think you're sitting there like, oh, shit, this fucking – this Thorn guy, he can make plays. He, We, we got to keep a spy on him. This dude, when the play breaks down and those legs get going, uh-oh, we're in trouble. Peyton Thorne is pretty quick. Peyton Thorne is athletic. I think Peyton Thorne could be a guy like that. That's why I like him. I like the potential that's there. But despite his quickness and athleticism, he's not one of those guys. Like Rutgers isn't coming into this week like, uh-oh, Peyton Thorne, like we got to make sure he doesn't burn us with his legs. Like a passing down, nothing's there. We got to make sure we don't let him take off. Like that's – I don't think that's in the game plan. And for most schools, that's not in the game plan. Even though, like in MSU's case, their quarterback may be pretty athletic. Adrian Martinez, on the other hand, Nebraska draws stuff up for him. He has a knack. Like, if it's fucking snap the ball, makes a couple reads, nothing's there, boom, I'm gone. Like, he's ready to run. He wants to run. He's 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 tricky. He's tricky. He was causing State all kinds of problems with his runs. Um, so that's a that's going to be an interesting game for U of M. And then the Lions play the Vikings. I mean, obviously, obviously, <laughs> uh, fucking A, obviously, <laughs> Of those three games I mentioned. <laughs> it's so sad, dude. It's so sad. We're through four weeks and it's who cares. Obviously, of the three games I mentioned, the least interesting. I mean, by far. I don't even know like what there is to say about that game. I guess we'll talk about some of the Lions injuries. Be sad about that. Um, I don't know. Talk about what like what there is to look for. I mean, it doesn't matter if we win, who cares? If we lose, who cares? Right? Like we're four weeks in, we're 0 4. We're not making the playoffs. It's a rebuild. The see all of our fucking good players are hurt. Anybody you hope to tune into the game, like, all right, well, Lions stink. They're probably gonna lose, but hey, at least I get to watch this guy. All of those guys, except for Swift, are injured. All of them. Penne Sewell's got like an ankle that's bothering him now. Frank Ragnow's gonna be out for a while. Okwara, Achilles, Okuda, Achilles. They're all out. They're all out. It's Swift and then um, what's this guy's name? That's it. Like that's that's the sad part. That's the sad part. Hawks hurt too, I read today. Like what's going on here? What is going on here? Trey Flowers hasn't played in weeks. Like the only thing that there would be where I'd come on and be like, hey, let's look at, let's see if, let's see if Aquara can keep it up. Let's see if Hawk can keep dominant. All of those guys, it's like, well, they're not playing. He's not playing. That that guy's hurt. Okay, so we're 0-4, not going to make the playoffs. If we win, it doesn't matter. Uh, there's one, by my count, exciting player on the team, one guy that I'm, I, I'll am i look forward to watching. 
And after that, it's all right, let's maybe 0-5 and, and one step closer to Kayvon Thibodeau or Malik Willis. I mean, like that's what fucking sucks, dude. I've said it, I've said it a few times on episodes now. I started this podcast because I love football and I wanted to just like talk about the Lions, try to make jokes out of it, whatever. I just wanted to do what I do with the Lions and football. And it's we're 0 and 4. I'm apathetic. There's no interest. Like, who cares now? I'm four weeks in. I wanted to do it because of the Lions. <laughs> we're four weeks in and it doesn't fucking matter. So that blows. I mean, thank God. Thank God, for my sake, Michigan State is where they're at. And even Michigan. Like, at least we got those storylines. Like, it is interesting what's going on with those two schools, especially I've said it a fucking trillion times by now, how they are kind of similar in the way they play, the way they win. And the narratives on both of their seasons, like preseason, both schools, it was like, eh, they're not going to be so great. Big Ten, nah, ah, they lost two. And here we are. Here we are. They both, why not win the Big Ten? So thank God we have them. The Lions are. Um, so let me take a quick break, drink a little bit of water. Coffee, dude. I swear to God, coffee. I guess I don't know if it's all caffeine because pop and stuff, that has sugar in it. But coffee makes me so thirsty. It's the weirdest. I well, I don't really get why. Other caffeinated things don't make me thirsty. I mean, I guess pop does, but sugar makes me thirsty. It's very weird. It's very fucking weird. Makes And then I got to pee every five minutes because I'm drinking coffee. I'm drinking water. It's ridiculous. So let me take a quick break. Um, we'll come back. We'll start with the Michigan State game. We'll, we'll actually, we might go Lions first, dude, because I think Michigan, Nebraska is the most interesting on the board. So maybe we'll go Lions first and then we'll go a little MSU and then we'll go Michigan. It, it's sad. I feel like I already just summed up everything there is to say about the Lions. I mean, what is there to talk about, really? I wish I could do – I wish there was a way right now, everyone listening, I could have like a live like a live stream type thing. Like what is there? I would like someone to answer this question for me. What is there to talk about with this game? Like I hope Swift plays well. I That's – and then, all right, we're good to go. I don't know. I, if Hawk plays, I hope he plays well. Um, I mean, I like Goff. I like Goff as a guy. Like I think he's a good dude. I enjoy – his personality and stuff. I hope he plays well. I hope he plays better. Um, the one thing, actually, I do hope, I do hope Dan Campbell, let's go again. No flaws, Dan. Let's go a game without fucking making a decision like that field goal or that fourth down that should have been a field goal this past week against the Bears. Let's that, how about that? Let's do, let's have that be like the goal. Um, I don't ha- need the goal to be winning. I don't care if we win. It doesn't matter if we win. To be honest, we're, we've already hit the point where winning just works against us. I do hope they win at least one game because going 0-17 would be fucking pathetic. Um, but, yeah, let's let's make that the goal. Let's go a game. Dan, I, I, let's go one flawless clock management, decision-making, the challenges. Just one – give me a flawless one. Give me a flawless one. Don't have me scratching my head after the game saying, oh, when I was 16, I knew that in that situation, you should always take the points. Why did our professional head coach go for it and end the game? Don't leave me with one of those situations. Can we make that the goal? 
I don't care if like the, I don't care how it work. The game goes. I don't care if we win or if we lose, it doesn't matter. I care if Dan Campbell's doing the right things. Can we not have people lining up offsides on a punt? Like, can we not have the center snap it into Jared Goff's dick when we're at the five yard line? Can, is that it? Is that the goal? Like, is that what I need to come on here and say, Hey, well, well, let's hope for this. I know it's a lost season. I know we're, you know, in a rebuild and there's not much to expect or hopeful, but Hey, hopefully, hopefully we don't have our center just snapping the ball randomly when we're in the red zone. That'd be a good start. Hopefully our coach isn't effectively ending the game for no reason on his own decisions. That'd be nice. I mean, hope golf plays well. Hope Swift is awesome. Hope Swift gets the ball a lot. Like that's the other, I like when Swift has it. He's fun to watch. I don't know if it'll help us win. I don't know if it'll be the best game plan, but I hope he gets the ball a lot. I hope I get to see him hurdle people and do other crazy shit as many times as I can. Like that'll be fun to watch. Not really interested in seeing Jamal Williams run it for four yards up the middle. I like Jamal too. Great guy. He's hilarious, but doesn't look as cool as DeAndre Swift hurdling a guy for a gain of two. <laughs> just doesn't. It might be more effective, but who gives a shit about it being effective? We're 0-4. It's over. The season's over, dude. We don't need to be effective. We just need to be flashy. <laughs> if Hawk plays, I hope he gets the ball a bunch. I hope I hope it's just Hawk line up wide and fucking toast this kid. I'm going to throw it up. Like, let's make that the game plan. Defensively, good God. I don't think there's anything to hope for. I mean, any of our guys, Okuda's out. Aquara's out. Flowers is out. Okay. Who am I supposed to be excited for on defense? Like Tracy Walker? I, uh, I mean, but the defense, who cares? The defense, who cares? I don't know. There's not much to say. It's sad. That's what I, I at the, before the break, that's what I said. Fucking started the podcast to talk about the Lions. It's week five and it's over. It doesn't matter. There's nothing to say about the game, really. There's nothing to say. I hope the cool players get the ball a lot. I hope MCDC has a good game and, and makes all the right decisions. I hope Jared Goff figures it out a little bit, if for no other reason than his own sake. right? I hope he makes five-yard outs look easy. I hope he completes passes that he should be completing for the last 10 years. I hope he figures it out. Hope if Sewell plays, I hope he blocks guys. Like I don't, I can't, that's it. Let's talk about something fun though. Let's talk about why we're all here. Let's talk about the, the only interesting football teams in the state, Michigan state versus Rutgers. I was talking to my buddy yesterday. We were talking about, oh man, it's crazy that state's five and out. Kind of what I said on the other episode, just where MSU season started, where we all were, what headspace we were in, what people were writing, what people were saying. They might be one of the worst teams in the Big Ten. They might finish at the bottom of the East. Mel Tucker could win four games, five games this year and just have the guys playing physical. That's a successful season. To go from that to, hey – week five you haven't lost the game guess what you're ranked 11 um and you have all of the ability all of the opportunity in the world to go in to halloween weekend and play your arch rival in the university of michigan with a 7-0 and record and probably a top 10 ranking that is absolutely 
absolutely and honestly, fairly realistically within the grasp of reason. They, I mean, if I'm looking at this guy, it's Rutgers, it's Indiana. By no means are they slouches. By no means are they going to be mail-in games. By no means do I expect State to go to either of those places and beat them by 30. By no means do I expect any of that. I will tell you this, though. Looking at those two teams, looking at where they are and how they've been playing this year, and looking at what Michigan State's done, I, I, why wouldn't we be seven and zero? Like I'm, I'm at the point now where we should be. I'm going to be a little disappointed, to be honest with you. Even though I know where the season started, I know where the narrative was before the year. I was the one. Fuck it. I came on here and said, dude, if they went six and six this year, that would be that would be incredible work from Mel Tucker. I know, I know now the goalposts have moved, but hey, that's how it works. You go 5-0, and you have the 11th ranking. Nobody's sitting here saying, well, you know what? They weren't supposed to be here before the season, so if they start losing games, who cares? No, fuck no. What kind of mentality is that? Now that we're here, who cares what we were saying before the season? Now that we're here, we're 5-0, and dude. Clearly, we were wrong. Clearly, all that shit we said, the dude that said they're going to finish at the bottom of the Big Ten East, all of that couldn't have been more off base. Clearly, we're 5-0 and now. We're ranked 11. We've beaten some good teams. We've won in some impressive ways. I don't give a shit what we were expecting or hoping for before the season. Now it's beat the teams that you should beat. Beat the teams you're better than. You are a good team. You are a good team. And that's what I love, too. I think they know that they are a good team. Because I think it happens in years, too, and it's happened to State where maybe you're 3-0, and you're 4-0. and it, It's happened to State, certainly, like those Arizona State losses. Still give me nightmares, but anyways, those years, I think State would be like 3-0 and or 4-0 and entering that game, and it's kind of like, all right, we're ranked, whatever, 22. We're 4-0. and We got Arizona State. Like, we can beat – it's not going to be a rollover, but we can beat these guys. We should beat these guys. And then they lose the game, and then the season kind of spirals. I think those teams, and there are those teams, you can tell where it's – are they totally certain that they're a good team, right? Are they are in that locker room, in that football building, like are they walking around like, yes, we're bad, people underestimate us. Like we are a fucking good team. Is that what's like, is that the mentality? Or are they kind of looking around like, ooh, man, we're 4-0? Oh, man, how, are, how the hell do we get here? We're 4-0? Ooh, that's kind of surprising. I That happens, I think. We're on paper and outside the building. It's, oh, shit, they're 4-0. They're ranked. Uh Uh-oh. But inside the building, I think some of those teams are kind of looking at each other like, how long can we keep this charade going? What I like about this team, it feels like they know they're good. I think they are good. I think if you watch Michigan State, if you've watched any of their games, I mean, the Nebraska game's the one. If you watch that, it's like, ooh, these guys – their offense fucking stinks. These guys are 5-0 and and ranked 11. That's the game where if you watch that, it's like, ugh, ugh, they're not good. But any of the others, you watch any of the other four games, Michigan State's a good football team. Michigan State is a very good football team. Yeah, they're not Alabama, right? Right. They're probably, as it stands, I mean, positive vibes only. I hope they do. Knock on wood probably not going to make the college football playoff, but Michigan state's a good team. And I think that they know it too. And I think that each week that goes by like Western Kentucky. Yeah. I get their Western Kentucky and it's not a power five. It's not a sexy one, 
their passing attacks the best in the country. Like that was a bit of a test. That was a bit of a test. Pass. They passed it. They got through it fairly easily. Yeah, they gave them a bit of a scare at the end there, but they did what had to be done and, you know, fairly easily got through. I think with each week that passes and each game they win, they're more and more like, yes, like we are, why not us? We are good. Like we should be everybody we play. Cause even the Miami game, were we two and oh, I think, yeah, we were two and oh going into that game. And it's like, oh, wow. We smacked Northwestern. Nobody really saw that coming. Youngstown, I think everybody expected. But that Miami game, I'm sure they were kind of like, all right, let's fucking we we've been practicing hard. We've been preaching that we are a good team and we can all this stuff. Like now it's time to put that shit to the test. I think when they beat Miami, then it was like, uh, yes, we are fucking the real deal. Nebraska, they didn't play great. They still figured out a way even more like, all right. Even when we're down, we win games. And then Western Kentucky, they got the best passing attack in the country. Haven't played an offense like them all year. It's going to be interesting. The offense coming off a week, our offense that is, in which they could not buy points. Scored 42 in the first half. Held them to field goals defensively. Held Western to field goals when they needed it. Got through there one by, what was it, 48 or 40. I think 45, 31, 48, 31. Fairly, fairly cleanly, clean, cleanliness. I don't know. Fairly easily, though. Not too much of a scare. Boom. The defense, they can ha- they've handled Adrian Martinez. They've handled the number one passing attack in the country. They've done some different things. The defense has seen some different looks and prevailed. The offense, after having a tough week, bounced back in a huge fucking way. Peyton Thorne after having a not-so-great game against Nebraska, missing some throws that he's yeah he's got to make, bounces back. His arm was – I don't know if I talked about it enough on Tuesday when I uh, – like looking back at the game. Peyton Thorne was exceptional, I thought. I thought he was like the highlight of the game. Obviously, Jaden Reed's electric. Kenneth Walker had another good game. But – those guys already have gotten to the point where it's like, yeah, I expect Kenneth Walker. <laughs> Anytime we play, I, I expect Kenneth Walker to have at least 100 yards and a touchdown, right? Jaden Reed, anytime he gets the ball, I'm already at the point like, uh-oh, this this might end up in the end zone. Peyton Thorne, it was, yikes, he did not play well. He did not play well at all against Nebraska. How's he going to bounce back? Like, he hasn't been in that situation many times where, oof, tough outing. You're playing a high-powered offense. You're going to have to score points. We need a game out of you. And he delivered, dude. He was making some throws. That deep ball to Jaden Reed was a dime. Um, the the other one that Jaden Reed scored where it was like a deep out, and then he hesitated and ran down the sideline, that was like a, from the far hash, like a 30-yard rope Peyton Thorne delivered. I, was, I didn't know he had arm strength like that. Peyton Thorne all year has been good with the touch passes where someone's going deep and he can put a bunch of air in under it and just drop it in a basket. He's been real nice with those. He threw a fucking laser beam, like 30 30 yards down the field to the opposite sideline, a a laser beam on that Jaden Reed play. I thought that throw, I saw it come out and I was like, whoa, whoa. Since when does he have arm strength like that, dude? I knew he was pretty accurate. Like, I know, I mean, he's a college QB, obviously. He can make a lot of throws. He has some type of arm strength. But that uh, that ball came out on a wire to Jaden Reed. I was shocked. 
I was shocked at that throw. And I was, I was very pleasantly surprised, happy. And again, like reassured that he did bounce back with that performance. I mean, he was making throws when he needed to, he was airing it out, going deep, stretching the field. He had a rushing touchdown. Another week in which the defense stops a prolific offense, right? Peyton Thorne bounces back. Kenneth Walker kind of bounce. Really, the whole offense bounces back. And it's another week where they got to be looking at each other in the locker room like, yeah, we are fucking, we're good. We're a good team. We are a good fucking team. That's what I like about these guys. I think they believe it too. I think they've, they're obviously 5-0 and ranked eleven. I think they believe it too now, though, where they're like, we this defense, Xavier Henderson and them are walking around like, bro, nobody should score on us. Nobody should score on us. We're fucking nasty. We are nasty. We have dogs. Offensively, Kenneth Walker, Jaden Reed, Peyton Thorne, the O-line's been way better this year. The offense, too, they're like, dude, we should never score less than, like, I don't know, 27, 28 points. What, like, we have too many weapons. We have too many weapons. The play calling's been so much better. I think they they're playing with confidence. They're going into Rutgers, and I think I'm not saying they're going in there like we're gonna fucking steamroll these guys. Who gives a shit? Kenneth Walker, you can stay home. I don't think they're like that, like a cocky, arrogant. But I think they're going into Rutgers now. They've forgotten. They don't give a fuck about. Oh, I hope they win. I hope they go five and seven this year. They're going into Rutgers saying we're we got we're good. We have a good offense. Peyton Thorne is a good quarterback. We had a good defense. We're better than them at almost every position on the field. If not every, we should win the game. We got to do our jobs. We got to play our game and we should win. Similar to how they had to come in last week against Western Kentucky. I have faith in them. I have faith. Now, that being said, I was talking to my friend about this game coming up. The Big Ten is a gauntlet. Like, I know Rutgers isn't Michigan. They're not Penn State. They're not Ohio State. I understand. I still, any of these games now, any game we got left on the schedule, I'm going to be a little queasy going in. Rutgers, long long gone are the days of Rutgers. Oh, we're going to beat them by 60. Uh-uh, dude. Rutgers has got a solid squad. They beat us last year, obviously. Greg Schiano's doing his thing there. They've gotten some recruits. They kind of started off the transfer portal game. I... Like, I, I'm not fucking sold MSU's going to go in there and just run them over by any means. I think, again, Payne Thorne, you got to have a good game. The game plan, like get Kenneth Walker the ball, has to be good. And the defense, you got to show up. You got to keep getting after the quarterback, which has been a huge difference for the defense. You got to keep getting after the quarterback. Corners got to get better. That's the weakness of the defense. The corners got to get better. And Henderson and Gross got to show up like they have been. By no means is this just like a fucking roll out of bed, show up, spank him and leave type game. This is a noon's going to roll around. I'm going to have some butterflies. I'm going to be all right. We're five and oh, dude. Like you, you guys should get to six and oh, you guys are better. You guys should be six and oh after today. Are we go? Are we though? Are we going to be six and oh? I'm, I'm a little nervous. I mean, Rutgers, you saw what they did against Michigan. They had every chance to maybe not win the game, but to tie it, go for two. Like, they could have fucking won that game. They could have won that game. Michigan's in the same boat. They're 5-0, ranked 9. They just spanked Wisconsin. Like, they're feeling good, I'm sure. Rutgers should have beaten them, or or maybe not should have, but should have given themselves a chance. Like, Rutgers was right fucking there in that game. Rutgers made that game 
very interesting, very interesting. And it especially makes me nervous because Michigan, their offense operates similarly to states where they like to run the ball and everything kind of happens off the run. Like Cade's not a superstar, but when guys are open, he finds them and makes the throws similar to Peyton. Ugh, they shut down that run game in the second half. MSU, when they ran into trouble against Nebraska, couldn't really run the ball. Nothing was really working, and it was like Peyton, like you got to figure it out, and he had a hard time with that. Like I, you got to be a little nervous, I think, going into Rutgers. Again, State should win. State's the better team, but ugh, seeing that how they kept it close against Michigan just whoo, makes me a little bit nervous. I don't know how it couldn't make you a little bit nervous, right? Like, uh, uh, I don't know. Any Big Ten, Indiana next week is going to be the same deal. Like any of these Big Ten games, obviously Michigan, Ohio State, Penn State, you know those are going to be fucking dogfights. But these other ones, the any Big Ten game now, it's you better fucking bring your lunch, dog. It's going to be a tough one. You're going to have to grind it out. I'm excited. I think State will get it done. I'm expecting – like, give, just keep giving Kenneth Walker the ball. I think we got to – if you're Jay Johnson and Mel, it's like this kid – him and Jaden Reed, between the two of them, t- minimum like 25, 30 times. One of them two has to have the ball. That's just it. You give your best players the ball. They make people miss. They create holes. They turn five-yard gains into 50-yard gains. Like – that has to be it. And then if Peyton Thorne can just do what's asked of him, right, make the easy throws, make the throws he's supposed to make, I, I feel like it. things should go well. Rutgers' offense hasn't been great this year. I did like Vedra last year, but he hasn't been super great. The run game for them hasn't been great. MSU's front four has been very good this year. They've been getting after the QB, been getting some sacks, been getting pressures, which has been enormous considering the corners have been, eh, state. Get after the Q. Just keep doing what you're doing, and they move the six and out. I am excited. I think it'll be a good game. Um, I think State's going to have to bring like their fucking A game to win it, but I think they will. All right, so let's take a quick break. Um, that went longer, much longer than I expected to, and we'll preview Michigan-Nebraska. The similarities continue. The similarities continue. Michigan in a very similar spot to MSU as far as – kind of the narrative of behind this game. Um, it's a game where you look at it, all right, what Nebraska, what are they, three and three, two and three, something like that. They haven't really beaten anybody. They kept it close with OU. Um, they almost beat State. Michigan should win the game. You look at it, Michigan should win the game. They're ranked nine. They're undefeated. They just creamed Wisco. Like Michigan should win the game, right? Like that is, you look at it, first thought, okay. But again, it, it's similar to that Rutgers game, and if not, a little more so. Nebraska, they're kind of—I think they're kind of feeling themselves. They just fucking annihilated Northwestern. Annihilated Northwestern. They kept it close the week before against Michigan State. They're probably thinking, and honestly, rightfully so, they should have won that game the week before against Oklahoma. They're thinking maybe they should have won that game. I think they're feeling pretty good about themselves in Nebraska right now. I think Adrian Martinez, he's feeling pretty good about himself. Like, dude, these fucking defenses hold the phone. They it, When I run the ball, they kind of have a hard time stopping us, right? Even Michigan State, it's, it's weird to think that we held Nebraska to 20 because it felt like at times we couldn't really stop them. 
And then you factor in it's a night game. It's going to be primetime ABC, Nebraska, the fan base. Those guys love football. They are obsessed with the Nebraska Cornhuskers. The stadium's going to be packed. I don't know how many people fill in there. Stadium's going to be packed, right? They're going to have some gimmicks. Like I think they do like red glow sticks. It's going to be loud. They know the team's trending up. They know Michigan. It's perfect opportunity to play the spoiler. They know Michigan's feeling good. They probably hate Harbaugh because I feel like everybody outside of Ann Arbor does, right? They want to play the spoiler. They know Michigan, oh, top 10, 5-0. and oh, Michigan's feeling pretty good about themselves. They're aware. They don't give a fuck. They want That, if anything, makes them want to win even more. Again, Michigan's the better team. Michigan has the better offense. Michigan's offensive line has been dominant this year. Michigan has the better run game outside of Adrian Martinez. Michigan's wide receivers are better. Cade McNamara, I think, is a better decision maker. Like That is Martinez's downfall. It ended up being their downfall in the state game as he just kind of does dumb shit every once in a while. Defensively, Michigan's defense is fucking nasty. Nebraska's defense is good too. Um, Those match up pretty well. I will give them that. I think that's why Nebraska. I mean, you look, they held Oklahoma to 20. They held Michigan State to 23. They held Northwestern to seven. Like I think that when you look at Nebraska and it's like, oh, why are they all of a sudden good? Why are they all of a sudden in these games that they maybe shouldn't be upon first look? It is the defense. It's their front four and their front seven. But again, Michigan should win the game. Very similar though. Very similar. I mean, if you're a Michigan too, I don't think you have any reason to believe, oh, any any Big Ten game that isn't MSU, that isn't Ohio State, that isn't Penn State is going to be a cakewalk. I don't think you have any reason to believe that. I don't think anyone in the Big Ten has any reason to believe that this season. Maybe Ohio State does usually. Not this year. Usually, though, maybe Ohio State's like, dude, if it's not fucking Michigan or Ohio – or, I mean, Penn State, this game's going to be a joke. But not even them this year. I don't think there's any team that looks at a Rutgers, looks at a Nebraska, and is like, ha, ha, ha. Just play the twos all night, right? I don't think anybody's doing that. I don't think Michigan's doing that, especially you consider what I mentioned, their scare against Rutgers. I don't, and Nebraska's bringing a better defense, right? Nebraska's bringing even more of an ability to stop the run game, which is where things went screwy in that Rutgers game. And Nebraska's bringing a, a dual threat quarterback that kind of a wild card, kind of a wild card. I'll tell you this it's tough to watch film and prepare for a game plan and for a scheme and for oh third down and four Nebraska they like to run this set it's tough to prepare for that when a lot of the time that set or or whatever they come out in or whatever they play they run just turns into Adrian Martinez being super athletic and running it's hard to prepare for that it's hard I don't think Michigan's defense is necessarily going to struggle heavily for that reason like MSU obviously held them in check fairly but it will make it more tricky. I don't think uh, Michigan's seen a quarterback like him where he just loves taking off, where he can just take off and make plays. That's always kind of a weird feeling out, like, all right, how are we going to do against this guy? I think it's going to be a close game. I think it will be a competitive game. Um, I think Nebraska, like it's tough for Michigan. You're catching Nebraska at a at a scary time at a scary time and the fact that they're making it their night game and it's going to be a crazy atmosphere. If I was a Michigan fan, 
I'd be a little nervous. I'm a state fan. We're going to be playing at noon in Piscataway, New Jersey. There's going to be like 3,000 people there, and I'm a little nervous about the game. Michigan, you're going into Nebraska where they fucking love football. That stadium's going to be packed, and it's going to be nighttime fucking like Kirk Herb Street on the call, ABC. 80,000 people screaming or however many. I'd be a little nervous. How can't you be? Michigan's shown signs of struggle. Like Rutgers, Nebraska's got a better defense. You had you went to second half where you couldn't do a thing, right? I know they're feeling good off the Wisconsin when I get that. But like Michigan's shown they're not impenetrable. You've shown signs of, oh, uh-oh, this isn't good. This, this could be a flaw. If the run game's not there, all of a sudden it's, uh-oh. We, this, the backup plan did not work last time, but we don't have another. So let's try it again. I think it comes down. A, if Michigan can run the ball, they're going to win the game. Um, I don't expect them to be able to run the ball easily. Like I'm sure they'll have some plays. They'll have some drives. Absolutely. I don't expect it to be easy though. Like I don't think they'll be able to just hand it off and get five yards a pop. Nebraska's defense, their front four is too good. And I think Michigan's defense, like Nebraska is going to score some points because of Adrian's athleticism, because of just, you don't play many teams where like a lot of their offense just comes from their QB running. I think that's a weird, like I said, with MSU, like the first time you face it, it's like, oh shit, this is different. This is challenging. Michigan hasn't faced any, any dangerous dual threat guys, but Again, it comes down to Michigan has the better players. Michigan has a better O-line. Michigan has the better skill positions. Michigan's defense is better than Nebraska's defense, right? Like, they should win the game. Again, they should win the game. If they show up, if they bring their A game, right, if they do what they're capable of doing, I think Michigan's going to win. I still think it'll be a competitive game. I still think it'll be fun to watch. I still think even if Michigan's defense, for instance, shows up, brings the A game, does what they need to do, gets after the QB a little bit, I still think Nebraska is going to score some points. I do. Like even if, like it's just it's tough to stop those guys. It's tough to stop the Adrian Martinez's of the world. Those guys that just have a knack for making shit happen. Like Michigan getting after the QB, obviously sacks and pressuring is awesome. That's like the foundation of a good defense. But at the same time, Adrian Martinez is at his best when it looks like Aiden Hutchinson's about to get in there. And then all of a sudden Martinez rolls out and uh oh, there's a guy open 30 yards down the field, right? Or there's nobody within 20 yards of Martinez. He's going to run it. I think that goes both ways. I think that goes both ways. And then the fact that defensively and really the strength of the entire Cornhusker team as Michigan state learned, is the fact that they are stout up front, that they are capable of stopping the run. I think that that is the nerve-wracking part if you're a Michigan fan. Just because the one time you struggled was against Rutgers when you couldn't really run the ball, and now you're going against a team where their strength is we're not going to allow you to run the ball. I think that's what makes you nervous. I think that's kind of the the catch-22 on this game for Michigan. Right. If Michigan, they've proved already and the the way they, they run their offense and the way they've won the game so far this season, it's been like, if we run the ball, we're going to win. If we can't run the ball, it could get a little hairy. I don't know how successfully they'll run the ball. And I, Cade McNamara, he looked good against Wisconsin. He made some nice throws. 
And he has been good this year, I think. But again, it comes down to like, if they can't run the ball, how good do you feel about putting the game in Cade's hands? Right. Similar again, another similarity to Michigan state like that Nebraska game. When we played Nebraska, all right, fucking there's stuff in Ken, Ken Walker. Like we can't, we're having a hard time running the ball. Peyton, like the game's in your hands and he wasn't really there. Thank God. Jaden Reed is a master on special teams, but Peyton wasn't really up to it. And it, very easily could have ended in a loss, right? That like Michigan, how do you feel about that? If you're a Michigan fan right now, if, if it comes down to a Cade, it's on you, buddy. Do you, do you like that? Are you happy with that? Do you feel good about that? I mean, I thought it would be similar to that this past weekend against Wisconsin. Cause I thought Wisconsin's defense would be better. Wisconsin's offense is just so inept. It was, I mean, startling that it was as bad as it is. And your defense, I don't care how good you are. We've learned this with State in the past. I don't get, I don't care how good your defense is. If it's three and out, they're on the field. Three and out, they're on the field. If they're on the field all game, they're going to get scored on eventually. That it's just, it's just how it fucking works, right? Wisconsin, Wisconsin just didn't do them any favors. I think Nebraska again with Adrian Martinez. Like even if it's they're having a hard time, even if they can't really string together first downs. They can't get the 70-yard touchdown drive. They are going to be able to, all right, we just got the ball back. All right, third down, let's pick up a first, and then maybe they punt. I think Nebraska will be better about that. I think Adrian Martinez will bring more of that element where, all right, shit, they might not. They might not get the methodical, just morale-breaking long drive down the field, but they'll get a first down. Maybe they'll get two, and then they'll punt it. They'll give the defense a blow. They'll kill a little bit of clock. Like they'll they'll give the defense time to adjust, right? I think that helps big time. We learned that with MSU, like I said. This is going to be a good game, though. I'm excited. I'm excited to see the Nebraska atmosphere. That's the other thing that would make me nervous if I was a Michigan fan. And honestly, this game, Michigan going in to Nebraska's house for the night game for probably their craziest atmosphere of the season is already making me nervous for if and when state is going to have to face the same challenge. I don't know if there are any – I don't think there are any night games scheduled right now for Michigan State to play on the road. But if you get to Penn State and it's whatever, like the state's 10-0 or whatever it could be, um, and they're still ranked in the top 10, is that going to be a whiteout? I really hope not. I really don't want it to be. (laughs) I really fucking hope it isn't Ohio state. Like if we get to that game and we're whatever, 11 and 0, 10 and 0, is that going to be a night game? Like, please tell me it's not the one saving grace is both of those games are late in November. So it's going to be cold as balls. So I'm hoping whoever the game, whoever fucking determines what time the games are, it's like, ah, no, the fans will be too cold. Let's make that a noon game. But I have become, a bit paranoid about this Michigan game, about just playing a night game because of Michigan. Like that'll be, I think that'll add a factor. I think the Nebraska fans are going to be fired up because they're trending upwards. They want to beat Michigan. Like Michigan's one of those teams that anytime I think the team just gets up for a little bit more, that makes me a little nervous. It does. I got to be honest with you, especially with a young team and an experienced team. A team that hasn't been, I talked about this with the Nebraska game, with the Western Kentucky game. 
a team that hasn't been in that position where it's, oh my, so like this is a hostile environment. Like a noon game at Rutgers is worlds different than a night game at Nebraska. Like those two environments, they might both be road games, but the two environments those teams are going to see this weekend couldn't be more different. And if you haven't been there before, you haven't played in it, I it's got to be like at least somewhat intimidating, especially maybe the first drive or two, you make a bad throw or you miss a block and it's like, oh shit, dude. Now you're rattled. Makes me nervous. It makes me nervous. That's what would make me nervous for this Michigan game. I'm excited. I think Michigan will win. I want to see both these teams be 7-0. That would be so, so, so badass if they were both 7-0 when they play on Halloween. I'm hoping they both are. I want that to happen. That would be so sick. Um, I think Michigan wins, but again, I think it's going to be an interesting game. I think Michigan State, Michigan, both of them. Like, they got to bring the A game. They got to play how they can. They got to everyone do their job. Like, don't take this shit for granted. Don't roll in. Oh, Nebraska's two and three, dude. What do you mean? Nah, you got to bring the fucking heat. Oh, Rutgers, dude. It's Piscataway. It's Rutgers. Who cares? No, 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 no. Bring the heat. Bring the heat because they want to beat your ass, and they can beat your ass if you don't bring the heat. So I'm excited. Another another big weekend for our teams. Um, it, what a wonderful feeling that is, eh? What a wonderful feeling that every weekend now, every Saturday, it's like, woo, we got some big, like, it's just Rutgers, Nebraska, right? It's not like State's playing Ohio State and Michigan's playing Penn State, but it's still like big games, big games, every game, every Saturday now, big game, dude. Next weekend, right? Next weekend, Indiana, big game for State. Following weekend, Michigan's playing Northwestern, like big game. They're just all big games. Not when you got stakes, when it's the house is on the line every weekend. Now you're invested, you're fired up. And especially when your team, like you have confidence, like right now, I can't wait to watch state play again. Obviously I want to win, keep rolling. I just can't wait to watch these guys do their thing. They're fun to watch. It's a great feeling, especially, especially, especially when you're in Detroit lions country. All right. That's all I got today. That's all I got this week on the Detroiter. Um, check out the second string pod. Like I said, if you're new here, that's I just make random jokes, talk about random things. It's a fun time. It's a very fun time. We try to get away from the sports there. Um, check that out. I'll be back next week. Hopefully state. Let's fucking go 6-0. Michigan, I'm less invested in, but I will watch the game. Go green. Hope everybody has a wonderful week and weekend, and I will talk to you guys next week. Thank you.